Welcome to Noob Reviews. I'm your host, Ryan Taylor, and today I begin my first ever multi-part episode. As you may know, our beloved Rick and Morty has aired its season finale just last Sunday, and I was thinking about doing an episode on mostly the new season, and then I thought to myself, well, you know what, it would be cool to go through every episode of the new season. And then I started thinking a little more, and I thought, well, maybe it would be cooler to go through every episode of all three seasons. And here we are. Uh, I'm going to do a three-parter here. Um, so as much as I want to talk about season three that just wrapped up, today I'm only talking about the very first season of Rick and Morty. Uh, there will be a new episode soon on just season two, and eventually within the next... I don't know if it's going to be within the next week or next couple of weeks. Um, it's going to be an episode focused entirely on season three. I'm itching to talk about season three, so I'm going to try and get through these pretty quickly. Uh, so, first off, um, let's talk about the show itself. If you haven't seen Rick and Morty, uh, it's an adult cartoon com- comedy TV series that basically plays off the Back to the Future dynamic of, you know, the the old zany scientist and his young companion uh, going off on bizarre sci-fi adventures. Uh, I have been proudly watching this from day one, mostly because, uh, well, first, I'm a big fan of Adult Swim-based cartoons. Um... Uh, I'm a big fan of Back to the Future and most things sci-fi. And I heard that the show was being put together by Dan Herman and Justin Roiland. And I knew that that combination was going to be fucking amazing. And it is. Uh, I also want to address something here. Um, Now, I am aware that the fan base to this show can be fucking pretentious. Like... I've seen it online. I've seen what they're like. Uh, the old uber intelligent, holier than thou fucking. No. See, you, you have to separate the show from the fan base because I fucking hate that fan base too. I just think this is a very, very fun, intelligent cartoon. Uh, and if you like sci fi at all, if, if you like sci fi and you like comedy, this show should not be missed. Now, um, let's get into what's possibly the best part of the show, the cast. Because the voice cast is amazing. Uh, Now, the show stars Justin Roiland as both Rick and Morty, Rick Sanchez and his grandson, Morty Smith. Uh, Before this show, I didn't know of Justin Roiland outside of uh, his work as the Earl of Lemongrab, from Adventure Time, which is a very funny role, and uh, I was excited to hear more from the guy based on that. Uh, he does an excellent, excellent job in the show, as both Rick and Morty. Uh, I can't say much more than that. It, they're fantastic characters. Rick is a uh, a super genius scientist with alcoholism and very nihilistic views on the world and Morty is his awkward self-conscious grandson Uh, 
Uh, Chris Parnell, who has been around fucking everywhere for a long time. Um, he voices Morty's father, Jerry Smith. That's Rick's son-in-law. They don't really see eye to eye, and that's mostly because Jerry is kind of an idiot. He's a very lovable idiot. He's one of the the comedic backbones to this show. Um, and he, he just has such an unfortunate life. Uh, for those of you into adult cartoons, you will recognize his voice uh, from Archer. He voices Cyril Figgis. And uh, he's, I mean, he's been around the voice acting block a bit. He's, he, he also does live action comedy, Chris Parnell. Um, 30 Rock, I believe he was in that. I've seen him in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Funny guy. Um, Spencer Grammer as Summer Smith. That's uh, Morty's sister. I looked through her IMDb page, and I don't know anything else Spencer Grammer's in, but she's fucking hilarious as Summer. Um, Summer's a pretty typical teenage girl, which is not that funny a role, but when you put it into the sci-fi nonsense and the type of comedy in the show, it plays really well. And lastly, in the main cast here, we have Sarah Chalk uh, as Beth Smith. That's Rick's daughter, Morty's mother, Jerry's wife. Um, now, you will know Sarah Chalk from either uh, Scrubs, where she plays Dr. Uh, she played Dr. Elliot Reed, and Roseanne, where she was the uh, the replacement uh, Becky. She played Becky for like the last third of that show. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a good thing. A lot of people didn't really like. I mean, nobody really likes when an actor's replaced. But you know, Sarah Chalk's funny as always. Um, Beth is struggling with the fact that um, her father has was never really part of her life and is all of a sudden here. And Jerry, her husband is kind of a failure. She's in a failing marriage. You know, there's, she drinks a lot of wine, is, is what I'm getting to here. Um, she's a very funny character, and, and they've developed her very interestingly. Now, while that is the main cast, what's amazing about this show is that they managed to round up, honestly, some of the greatest voice actors of all time just to regularly appear in very minor roles. Like... You could get, in, in my opinion, one of the greatest voice actors of all time to show up and do like two or three lines. And that's insane. And that happens all the time in the show. Uh, Co-creator Dan Harmon shows up all the time. Gary Anthony Williams, while not really known for his voice acting, uh, you would know him as Abe from Malcolm in the Middle or Bebop in the recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from Out of the Shadows. Sorry, Out of the Shadows, not from Out of the Shadows. He played Bebop. Uh, well, he's not a voice actor. He's pretty well known. He, he does a great job here. But on a regular basis, you have Maurice LaMarche, who is best known as Kiff from Futurama or The Brain from Pinky and the Brain. You have Rob Paulson, best known as Jacko from Animaniacs. Nolan North best known as Nathan Drake from the Uncharted video game series, Tara Strong, best known as Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls, and Timmy Turner from the Fairly Odd Parents, and fucking Tom Kenny, 
best known as SpongeBob SquarePants himself, or uh, Ice King from Adventure Time, or even uh, the narrator and the mayor from the Powerpuff Girls. I mean, that's that's insane that those guys show up all the time. Every, uh, at least, I would imagine there's at least one of those voice actors in every episode. I will fact check that. Now, let's get into the series, the episodes. I'm going to go through every episode. Um, not going to go overly detailed. Not going to give away the end of any episodes because, you know, the adventure is half the fun here. But just a quick overview. Episode 1, kind of. It's the pilot episode. Uh, I call it episode 1. I think some people refer to it as sort of an episode 0 Anyway, it's the pilot. It's the very first uh, Rick and Morty adventure we see. Rick shows up drunk in Morty's room and says, "Come on, Morty, we're going on. We gotta go. We we, we gotta go." Um, throws him in a spaceship and brings him off to some far away, uh, some some other. I can't remember a different planet, different dimension, something. You know, who cares? Uh, and they have to get the mega seeds and. That is most of the adventure. Uh, there's always a story B, of course. The side story in this one has Jerry and Beth fighting over whether or not Morty should be spending so much time with his grandfather. Beth uh, is pretty blind to Rick's ways um, and says, My father's a great man. You know, he, he's a good influence. Jerry more so sees that no, an alcoholic scientist taking our son out of school is not the best idea. Um, it's a fun episode. It's it's a lot more basic than you're going to see in most of these Rick and Morty episodes. It's a very, very basic premise to introduce the characters, introduce the setting, and set up the show. From here on out, there are really no simple episodes. It it goes insane very very quickly uh, but again fun episode episode two lawnmower dog now uh, in this episode Rick and Morty uh, dealing with the previous episode well dealing with the uh, the fact that Morty needs to keep up his good grades in school if he wants to be going on adventures with Rick all the time. Um, so Rick comes up with the plan, um, and he very, he he very uh, bluntly makes fun of Inception when saying this that he he's going to uh, we're going to go inside of your teacher's dreams and plant the idea that he should give you an A and make it seem like it was his, his own idea. Uh, it's pretty much what happens here. Uh, now that falls apart very quickly. They go inside his dream. Uh, they go inside a dream character's dream. Dream inside a dream inside a dream. They end up at the very bottom. They, they can't go any further and it becomes a Nightmare on Elm Street parody with a guy named Scary Terry who has little swords on his fingers um, chasing them down trying to kill them of course uh, very fun episode the side story in this one is also great and is where the title comes from uh, Lawnmower Dog 
before they go on this adventure, Jerry uh, is pissed off about Morty's dog uh, pissing on the floor and uh, asks Rick to give him something to make the dog smarter. So Rick very, very quickly just says, okay, here, take this helmet. It'll, like, hey, now, note, he, he puts one battery in this helmet and says, here, puts it on the dog, and the dog is a little more intelligent and uh, seems to be becoming a little bit self-aware. So the dog becomes self-aware enough that it notices there's one battery, goes and gets other batteries to put in this helmet, and the episode basically becomes the dogs are taking over the earth, led by Morty's dog Snuffles. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a really fun episode. Like, probably one of the better episodes that early into the series. Episode 3, Anatomy Park, of course, is a play on Jurassic Park. doesn't rhyme, but it is... Uh, it is Rick's version of Anatomy Park. Uh, you find out in this episode that Rick has set up a, an amuse, a micro-amusement park inside the body of a homeless man. I don't remember the homeless man's name. Um, so... The main story involves there's something going on in Anatomy Park, uh, so Rick shrinks Morty and sends him in there to find out what's going on, get to the bottom of the issues that they're running into. Inside, you run into the first big uh, guest appearance on this series, John Oliver as Dr. Xenon Bloom. He's fantastic in this. Uh, very fun episode. Side story is... Jerry's parents are over for Christmas dinner. They bring uh, an unfamiliar man with them. You find out that that uh, this man is the as <laughs> Jerry's parents have introduced a third person to the relationship who sometimes has sex with Jerry's mother, while Jerry's father watches from the closet wearing a Superman costume, and of course. Of course Jerry's father is voiced by Dana Carvey playing Leonard Smith himself and what a fun episode what I like now um, is that all these there's always two stories going on in an episode but at the end of the episode they come together in a great conclusion and that's always funny uh, episode 4 M. Night Shame Aliens uh, now this one revolves around Rick and Morty being stuck inside a simulation. Uh, Rick catches on that they're in this simulation because apparently there are a group of aliens that are trying to get his recipe for concentrated dark matter. Uh, so it's a very, very funny episode. A lot of great jokes in this episode. But the funniest thing revolves around the fact that Jerry has somehow accidentally ended up in this simulation as well, and he doesn't notice uh, the aliens actually put the, uh, I don't know, I can't remember, the processing power, or the, they, they lower the standards of the, the amount of power they're actually being put into the, his simulation, so it, it is an absolute, like, terrible simulation, um, it's glitching out all over the place, and he does not know, and it is so fucking funny, uh, I definitely recommend that episode. Episode 5, Me Seeks and Destroy. Now, this one created uh, a very 
popular fan favorite character, Mr. Meeseeks. Um, the story revolves around, well, I think the Meeseeks takes this top one in this in this episode. Um, Jerry, Beth, and Summer uh, are given a box. Uh, they they come forward with an issue they want solved, and they hit the button, and a Mr. Meeseeks pops out, a little blue guy. He says, "Hi, Mr. Meeseeks," and he helps you solve your problem, and then he disappears. And the setup for this episode is that Beth and Summer go way too convoluted and say, "Like, make me a more complete woman, make me popular," you know, shit like that. Um, whereas Jerry's like, "Help me with my golf game." And it becomes an absolute fucking travesty. There are hundreds of Meeseeks trying to solve this problem. And they're losing their minds. They're not supposed to exist this long. Very funny episode. But of course, title characters Rick and Morty. Uh, Morty gets to choose the adventure this time. And Rick hates it. And it gets pretty dark. Because Morty ends up picking a pretty bad adventure. I won't spoil anything. Um, that's another thing I didn't mention. This show gets pretty fucking dark. Uh, I don't find it so bad. A lot of people find this show can be triggering at times because of its nihilism, because of uh, just some of the dark moments. The It can hit hard. It can be pretty fucking real sometimes. Just fair warning. Uh, Episode number six, Rick Potion Nine. Uh, Morty has a dance. He wants to. Uh, he wants to attract his love interest Jessica, so he gets Rick to make him a love potion. Of course, uh, the problem is that Jessica has the flu, and a that reacts poorly. Uh, the dosage gets fucked up. B, of course, between sneezing and such, everyone ends up with this love potion. Everyone becomes a fucking giant alien who's trying to, uh, trying to get Morty in. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this. They're all tr- they're all very attracted to Morty, and the the, the big. The big twist in this one, and I will spoil this, um, three, two, one, Rick and Morty abandon their timeline, and their Jerry, their Beth, their Summer, leave them behind in this world of, I, they call them Cronenbergs after, uh, you know, they, they look like creatures out of a David Cronenberg movie, and, um, yeah, they, they basically go to, they find a timeline where... Uh, none of that happened, but both Rick and Morty died, and then they buried their own corpses, which is pretty dark, and, uh, continue living with their new family. Yeah, pretty fucked up, but, uh, good episode, all the same. Um, let me see. Episode 7. Uh, raising Gazorpazorp. <laughs> now this one involves Morty convincing Rick to buy him an alien sex doll from a pawn shop. Uh, Morty 
spends a lot of time in that bedroom with the sex doll. Turns out the sex doll was made for breeding. He impregnates the sex doll and has a, has an alien child named Morty Jr. So there's story A revolving around uh, Morty raising his alien son and story B revolving around Rick and Summer uh, traveling to the planet Gazorpazorp to basically figure out what the fuck's going on and to try and solve that issue. Uh, fun episode. Uh, not one of my favorites, but a fun episode all the same. And it's really funny seeing Morty trying to raise his alien son not to be evil uh, because it's what he was bred to do. And, uh, uh, funny episode. Episode 8, Ricksty Minutes. Now, this is a fucking good episode. Everybody loves this episode. This is the very first interdimensional cable episode. They've done this a few times now. Basically, um, Rick attaches something to the Smith's cable box to get them, uh, every, t- like, like, a, they, they get access to every, TV channel from every dimension and it's it's just a way for the creators to throw in a lot of ad-libbing and stupid jokes and holy shit it's fun I mean uh, Ants My Eyes Johnson is, is a classic uh, oh my god Ball Fondlers is another uh, it's a funny episode and of course they still have the side a uh, story B is Summer, Beth, and Jerry uh, notice that Jerry is famous on one of these channels, but Rick skips it and he doesn't care. So he gives them a sort of virtual headset that lets them see, lets them see through their alternate lives, and it it all turns to shit because you know that that's not a good idea for a, a family that's on the brink of destruction anyway. Episode 9, Something Ricked This Way Comes. You're going to notice there's a lot of Rick titles here. Uh, this is the one where Summer ends up working in like a little trinket shop for the devil. Uh, and Rick tries to put an end to that, of course. Um, and there's a really funny side story where Jerry attempts to help Morty with his homework, but... Jerry doesn't know that Pluto is no longer a planet. He insists it is a planet. And then the people of Pluto think he's a scientist. And, uh, oh my god, it just it just completely turns to shit. As every episode fucking does. I mean, it's Rick and Morty. It's never going to end up that well. Uh, that episode, of course, has a great guest appearance. Alfred Molina voices the devil. Which is fucking perfect casting. Episode 10. Now, most seasons have just the 10 episodes. This one, where the pilot was a little bit separate, they did 11. Episode 10 of this one is Close Rick Counters of the Rick Kind. This is the first appearance of the... um, Oh, my Jesus. I'm forgetting the name. The Citadel of Ricks. Of course, it's a um, sort of a a planet... uh, inhabited entirely by Rick's and of Morty's 
now our main rick i don't remember the exact uh number code for our rick but he is on trial for uh he's being accused of murdering a bunch of ricks and stealing their mortys and uh some interesting secrets come out in this one i won't give them away uh and of course while trying to find this rick they uh, a bunch of ricks go to the smith house and jerry meets doofus rick the only non-intelligent rick that i know of and of course they hit it off because that's the one thing keeping them from being friends right uh very funny episode and very important to the mythos and the continuing overall arc of the series the last episode of the season, episode 11, Rixie Business. This has Jerry and Beth going away on a little little trip to a Titanic reenactment, which is funny in its own right. But of course, they're away. What's going to happen? Summer, Rick, and Morty are going to throw a fucking house party. And it's mostly Summer and Rick. Summer invites all of her high school friends. Rick invites all of his intergalactic friends. Uh, this is where you meet uh, such characters as Squanchy, Bird Person, and uh, let's see if I can get the name right here. Abra, Abrahoff, no. Abrahoff Linkler, I think it is. It's, it's an Adolf, Adolf Hitler, Abraham Lincoln mashup clone. Uh, very, very funny episode. Um, a whole lot of fucking fun. Great way to go out. And I think this is the first appearance of his catchphrase, Wubba Lubba Dub Dub, I believe. I'm not positive on that one. Anyway, that is the first season of Rick and Morty. What a great show. Um, I do recommend you give this a shot. I'm going to come back and do a season 2 episode. Then I'm going to do a season 3 episode. Because season 3 was a hell of a lot of fun. And it just ended. And I'm really sad that it's gone. But I'll be re-watching it until season 4 comes around. Whenever the fuck that is. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, you can catch other episodes of Noob Reviews. Um, the other spinoff. Tridents and Tracers. Or of course the main podcast Jedi Dropouts at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com Find us on Google Play, Stitcher, uh, not Stitcher, <laughs> Stitcher, uh, Podbean, iTunes, uh, you can find us on YouTube, and you can follow our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, thanks again for listening and, uh, supporting this really appreciate it and until next time go be a fucking noob <laughs>